Boom. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where everything we talk barbecue and a lot of other topics that we talk around the pit. Coming to you from the Uncle Steve Shake Studios in Center Bonstead, New Hampshire. What's up, everybody? Thank you all for tuning back in. Um, hope everybody is recovered from Thanksgiving. And uh, the Christmas season is upon us fully now. And uh, my chaos at work will kick off bright and early at 3 a.m. tomorrow morning. And uh, that's that. I'll be gone till basically Christmas Eve. The 23rd would be the last day because luckily this year, uh, Christmas Eve falls on a Sunday, so that'll be nice. But we're having another fun episode, like I had told everybody, that for the December ones we're recording because of the hours that, you know, I can't guarantee I'm going to be back up this way. Oh, I, I can guarantee that I will not be <laughs> back here by 8 o'clock on, a, on Monday nights. So we're doing some recordings on Sundays and, you know, thank you everybody that has been on, uh, you know, making time on their Sundays to, uh, to come on and talk. But, um, like I said, uncle Steve shake studios, um, today brought to you obviously by uncle Steve, um, check out all his 15 amazing flavors, the sauce with no name. Uh, his Facebook group, Uncle Steve Shake Nation, and UncleSteveShake.com for all your ordering of the the rubs, the sausages, sausages. Got my mind on some food there, Ken. Uh, <laughs> sauces and uh, all your holiday gift needs. Uh, got some T-shirts, hats, things like that. But also, during the holiday season, Steve has brought back the holiday gift pack. I believe it is a 12-pack. I believe. I'm not 100% sure, but it's a 12-pack of all the seasonings. Nice little sampler. But this year, they're all hand-packed. So if there's a seasoning you'd like that doesn't come in the standard pack, just in the comments, um, tell him what you uh, handpick your own gift pack, and uh, he'll make it he'll make it happen for you. And also, tell him that Johnny Mag sent you, and uh, you might get an extra little something something in your package. So check that out at UncleSteveShake.com and follow Uncle Steve Shake Nation on Facebook. For all the latest updates, recipes, and everything, shake. Uncle Steve, shake. Shake some on everything. So I am excited. Um, I've known this gentleman, oh, at least four or five years now. We met through a mutual friend of ours in the barbecue world, Steve Ray, from the Owl's Nest Barbecue. and. you know, this is what happens when you get into the chats. You get to meet some great people, interesting, 
So without any further ado, let's get this rolling. And please welcome my good friend all the way from the volunteer state of Tennessee, Mr. Ken Smith. Ken, what's up, brother? Hey, not much, Johnny. Thanks for having me on the show today, buddy. Appreciate it. Oh, man, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I know we had tried last year, and it, uh, you had some travel plans, and we just couldn't make it happen. But here we are today, getting it done. We're going to talk about all types of stuff. But <laughs> um, please, introduce yourself. Let Tell us a little bit about you. Well... Ken Smith's my name. You already said that. Uh, live in Jamestown, Tennessee. I moved here from Nashville a couple of years ago. Uh, have a several podcasts. I have a one that's called North Pole News Dispatch, and I have another one called Faces to Places. And I'm into barbecuing and grilling. I'm not not the level that you are, Johnny, or uh, <laughs> definitely not not the level that of your guests that you have on there, but I'm, I'm a backyard griller, but I still like to cook good food. So, you know, I'm, I watched a lot of YouTubes and talked to a lot of people. I started out barbecuing, um, with the idea that I might want to get into contest one day, but man, it is so <laughs> once I got into it and started talking to people and learning about it, I was like, uh no this is way more involved i don't have the time for all this yeah so so i'm a i'm a backyard griller that's nice that's nice yeah the competition world that's uh that's a different animal for sure Mm -hmm. you know like you're saying everything that goes into it because you're not just cooking in the backyard you know Mm -hmm. you're going for that one bite for the judges um you know any depending on which uh, organization that is um, hosting that event, you know, so be it, you know, um, KCBS or down in Tennessee, you have the uh, the Memphis Barbecue Network or mm-hmm. right next door to Georgia Barbecue Society, things like that. You know, you're cooking anywhere from two to, two, two to four meats and, you know, the time frame and all of that and, there's a uh, lot to it man people don't realize oh and th- then the cost now mm-hmm. is sometimes it's, it's astronomical yeah and people don't realize how good those guys are even even if you're not well known if you're doing good in the barbecue competition world man people don't realize how good they are because you got to be able to cook in all kind of conditions you know mm-hmm. rain and sleet and snow sometimes and uh, the, you know, the temperature changes. Cause I've noticed up here, um, I moved up here to Jamestown and we're, we're uh, this is a little, little mountain town. It's only about 1800 people live up here, but the altitude is higher. And so, man, the, the cook times are way different. It takes longer and uh, it's crazy how I've had to, I'm still not used to it, but I'm, I'm getting there. Oh yeah, that that altitude plays can wreak havoc on your cook, you know, because like I said, it affects the temperatures so much. Mm-hmm. You know, you really got to know what um, what temperatures you need to 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 pull off on. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and craziness, craziness. A lot of um, few guys I know um, 
one of my friends, Mark Williams from Swine Life Barbecue. He uh, he cooks every year up in Galax, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, you know, his first year up there, it's, you know, I couldn't get my brisket past, you know, 196, 197. And it was all due to, you know, the altitude. It, but, it, uh, it makes a big difference because I, you know, I don't have the big cookers like you have and some of those guys because i'm just a backyard i i you know i'm i man, i don't even have a pellet grill dude i just i stick with my weber but i do i have like three webers and i have two pit barrels and in a weber smoky mountain but the pit barrels uh you know i used to in nashville man i would run it i don't know if you're familiar with it but it has a vent on it and i just run it like a quarter open up mm-hmm. here, man, I've got to run it wide open. I mean, wide open to get my temps up the way they should yeah. be. It's crazy, the difference. Yeah. And and that's a big part of the, the competition game itself also, especially for the guys who really, really do some traveling. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, up, up here in the Northeast, you know, it's obviously New Hampshire, Maine, Vermont, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and, you know, uh, from New York and New Jersey too. That's you know that's pretty much if we're gonna travel, you know though that's our you know area that we go. You know we got a couple guys like my friend Billy Gillespie. You know he goes everywhere. He cooks the he's he's cooked the Jack I think the past eleven years the the American Royal. You know and he'll go all over the country. You know but it's yeah. He, there's a lot, so much stuff that goes into it, but, uh, so the, the backyard, that's where we all started. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with that. And you can still, you know, throw down some incredible stuff, you know, on the webbers, on the barrels, you mm-hmm. know, anybody who's ever asked me, you know, Hey, just getting into this, um, you know, what do you think I should get for my first cooker? And I always say, and so does a lot of people, go out and buy yourself a 22-inch Weber kettle. Yes, absolutely. The price range, it's it's not going to break the bank. You can see if you like it, first off, for relative, I know the prices have jumped in the past couple years, but, you know, you could get the base model Weber kettle for $100. Mm-hmm. Yep. you know and and see if you like it because if you don't you still got a charcoal grill right for the you know for the direct heat stuff instead of the setting up your coals for that low and slow you know hours upon hours cook right. mm-hmm. you know so that's the way to do that yeah man but yeah that, because the weber uh you know with the Weber, you can you you can do anything you want on that thing. You know, you can cook right over the coals if you're grilling something like for steaks or whatever. Uh, you know, you can do a two zone fire. Uh, they got a thing of vortex that oh. you can get to, to go on there, and it's like a cone shaped. And I, I'm sure you know what it is, but it's a cone round, cone shaped uh, piece of metal that puts your coals in there, and it directs all the heat like a jet engine, you know, it, fo- it focuses all the heat straight up and then it hits that round, uh, top mm-hmm. of the, of the kettle and it recirculates and it just, and it gets really hot in there. 
you know, it gets, gets a lot hotter than normal and you can like chicken wings and stuff, man. God it does the best chicken wings ever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That I always said that the vortex is a chicken cooking machine. It is. It is. Cause I started, uh, I'm kind of getting known for my chicken wings around here now because I started, I, I used to put, um, mayonnaise, cuddle me mayonnaise and put my seasons and everything on there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I just, once I started using duck fat, I just never looked back after that. Oh yeah. The duck fat is amazing. Just spray on duck fat, put my seasoning on there and then, uh, about an hour, 45 minutes, something like that. And then I pull them off, man. And I just toss them in and I'm going to tell you what makes them great. And it's so easy. It's just that, uh, raspberry chipotle, that blues hog. Yep. The season. champions blend. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, you just, Oh no, not, not, no, yeah, no, no, not, not the champions blend. The actual, yeah, it's the raspberry chipotle. Yeah. yeah. And just toss them in that and man, you're good to go. People think you're a, you're a master cook, you know, and it's like, no, nah, I just threw them on there and checked on them in like 45 minutes and then yeah. tossed them in a little sauce. This, yeah. but, but, but that, uh, that's more my style of cooking right there. Things that are easy, but just, you know, you get a lot of bang for your buck. So yeah. That, that, that's what I like. And, and with that vortex, you can, you can really get that crispy skin. Mm-hmm. Sure can. You know, I've, I've done, you know, I do a lot of chicken, especially on the, on the, uh, Weber kettle with the vortex. And I've, um, even with, with my wings, I'll mix my seasoning with, uh, with cornstarch. Okay. And that cornstarch however the science works on it but you can almost it crisps up the skin so well you actually have to you're amazed because you think it's actually deep fried mm-hmm. because that cornstarch just pulls out all the moisture and just crisps it up beautifully yeah but i've been doing that a few years now and oh it's the best yeah i've heard that but i've never tried the cornstarch i I guess i need to yeah it it, it, it's a it's a changer uh you got to play with it a little bit because you don't want to use too much because Mm -hmm. it it'll it'll clump up in spots you know but but yeah it's incredible it's incredible but um was there, was there something else about that? Since we're talking about the vortex and the Weber and everything, the way I cook burgers, man, is uh, I turn that vortex upside down because it's larger on the bottom. Yep. So I just turn it upside down, still put it in the middle, and uh, then I and I cook burgers. I put them right over that for like uh, two or three minutes on each side to get them a good sear. You know, and then pull them off to the on the outside where the cool zone is, and let them finish mm-hmm. off there. And that way, you can get them to the right temperature. And they got that char on the outside a little bit. Oh, good way to nice. do them. And uh, actually, when we when we were talking the other night, you know, you told me a little uh, little re- burger recipe that I have mm-hmm. yet to try, but I'm going to. Uh, tell me, tell us a little bit about your secret in burger ingredient. Yeah, this is something, you know, I, I just got this from Malcolm Reed and I tried it and man, I hadn't looked back since, but, uh, with your season, I mean, with your hamburger, 
you start out with an 80 20 get a pretty lean lean uh lean burger but you uh put in two tablespoons you add two tablespoons of mayonnaise to the ground beef and you mix it up you know mix it up don't overhandle it just kind of mix it in there pretty good then make your patties and put them in the fridge for 15 20 minutes however long it takes your coals to to get lit or but what that does uh when you put them in the fridge it kind of firms it up a little bit makes the mm-hmm. patties a little firm because when you when you put the mayonnaise in there it's kind of makes it kind of loose feeling you know and you're like you at first you think this is not going to stay together but it does once you put it back in the fridge and and man it makes the juiciest burger that you've ever had in your life i was i mean i'll, I'll never cook another one without it if i could you know unless i have to oh wow but also i started putting the uh seasoning in with the ground beef before i cook it mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know why i started putting it on the outside uh just uh you know and then throwing it on the grill but um i mixed started mixing because malcolm was talking about he mixed his seasoning in the meat yeah cooks it. so that's what i started between that and the mayonnaise in there i mean there's no need to look any further as far as i'm concerned i just put a every uh for every pound put like a half a teaspoon of salt in there and then two teaspoons of black pepper that's it man let's call it good oh beautiful now is it is it two was it tablespoons of mayonnaise Mm -hmm. and is that two per every one pound of ground beef Mm -hmm. so so like for instance uh the other day i got a two and a half pound uh thing uh, of, of ground beef from the store so that's five tablespoons right. you okay. know and you just mean you think is that too much and then when you're mixing it up you know because you don't want to overhandle it because that's what makes your burgers uh firm and uh kind of tough you know just so just handle it the least amount that you can when you're mixing it up to get it mixed up and then pat your burgers out and if you have to stack them on top of each other, you better put you some, uh, like some wax paper or something, you know, if you're stacking them on top of each other yeah. in the fridge so they don't stick. And buddy, they're, they're, I promise, try it. I will. Yeah, I try definitely. It. Try it and then get back with me and see what you think. All right. All right. Um, you know, so, you, you know, you, you, <laughs> you, you, you were saying you don't have a, uh, a pellet grill at all mm. but uh if you're in the market i know a guy down <laughs> in your neck of the woods who would be more than happy to steer you in the right direction yeah. that is our good friend steve ray mm-hmm. from the owl's nest barbecue pro shop and show and the midnight oil so it's a great obviously you've been to the sh- um his store mm-hmm. many times Folks, we went down last year when i was going down to texas to pick up the pit and it's a one-stop shop you can go in get your oil get a tank of gas your oil changed four new tires (laughs) and leave with a grill injections rubs charcoal sauces yeah, and depending if you catch it right, you can you can have a couple hot dogs for lunch. That's right, man. That's right. <laughs> he, he's a he's a into hot dogs as well too. He, oh yeah, 
he's been uh yeah the last time i was down there i got a couple hot dogs from him but steve's been trying to put put a pellet grill on me but i call it <laughs> i mean i know it has i know there are a lot of people love them i can see why people would love them because the convenience of it but i call it the dark side i tell him every time i always says no i'm not i'm not going to the dark side man i'm traditional here i'm staying with my uh, with my weber and my barrel and, you know if i get to where i can cook the stuff on the weber and the barrel to this most potential i'll be cooking some good food mm-hmm. and i i was in this i was in the same boat with you you know it's you know Oh, it's a set it and forget it, and anybody can do it. And mm-hmm. and then I actually won one. Yeah, that my my friend Rick Galindo, he um he does a lot with uh with Green Mountain Grills, mm-hmm. and they gave him the what they call now the Trek, the GMG Trek which was before it might, might've been the, the Davy Crockett originally, mm-hmm. so it's, it's the small travel one camping size. Yeah, I'm familiar with that one. I really and, uh, Oh, it's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> it's, it's, and don't, don't be telling it, me that, man. It, it, it can, I can't lie to you. It, it, it's an awesome cooker. And, it, it it also helps um depending on what you got going if, if you're really busy mm-hmm. it and you want to and you can cook at the same time it's amazing because that track i did i've done chicken i've done burgers wings i did a 10 pound pork butt on it it fits beautifully plenty of room in there and all I had to do was set the temp and then make sure it didn't run out of pellets. And it produced a, uh, an incredible pork butt. You yeah. know, yes, I will say not as high of a smoke flavor as mm-hmm. I'm used to, obviously, on if you on a on a stick burner or or doing it on the two zone with a kettle and you know, wood mm-hmm. chunks. Yeah, but still put out an amazing product, and uh, and yeah, I uh, I changed my tune a little bit. See, as you know, people like you tell me that, and I'm like, and I start as we're talking, I'm thinking, yeah, that's maybe I can, but then I'm like, well, that's something else I got to learn, <laughs> you, know? you know. But but I'm you know I'm retired these days, man, so I got I got time to. I don't have to be in a hurry about cooking. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, but Steve Ray, awesome guy. Um, and that's how you and I first met mm-hmm. was when he was doing his Owl's Nest barbecue show. Um, you know, we we met in the in the in the chat room. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I love Steve, man. Steve's a good Steve is a good guy. I yeah. mean you know, he, he's the unofficial mayor of Udawa. Oh, he is. He should be the mayor. I mean, he knows everybody and you know, if, if he don't know, don't know what you need, then, uh, he'll find somebody that does know where you can get it, you know? So for sure. But, um, 
you know, I, obviously anybody watching has seen the two coffee mugs. Yeah. So thank yeah. you so much, brother. Yeah, I appreciate it. that. The official, the North Pole News Dispatch coffee mug. <laughs> but to keep the tradition rolling mm. of what goes in that particular mug, you also sent me a couple bags of the unofficial, official coffee of the North Pole News Dispatch, community coffee. Where's the there's the glow? Coffee and chicory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my favorite. Ken, this is amazing. Well, good. I'm, I'm I absolutely like love it. Now it says it's a New Orleans style coffee blend with roasted chicory. Mm-hmm. Now we would try and um, you know, if you Google it, chicory is is like a root. Mm-hmm. And the flavor gets like you said, it has a little spice to it. Yeah. Yeah, and, it's it's not much, but it's it's there if yeah. you if you focus on it, you know. So but uh but yeah, thank you so much for that. I'm I'm gonna enjoy that. I'm gonna enjoy my coffee mug and everything. So, you know, thank you so much. That was awesome of you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. So when we were talking, obviously you are a barbecue and griller. Mm-hmm. But also, you're a podcast host. Yep, yep. And you started originally with the Faces to Places podcast, mm-hmm. which was great and is great. Um, tell us a little bit about that and, you know, almost what category it falls under. Because it's different. Mm-hmm. Well, Faces to Places is a podcast. It's um, we have a show here around here locally called Tennessee Crossroads, and it's um, it's it's kind of similar to that, but just the audio version. But it's where uh, I get out on my motorcycle mostly, and I ride to places and do interviews with people and but it but it's at their shop or their store or their barn or their farm or their house just wherever it is you know so whenever i record i'm taking the listeners to the actual location you know where you can hear the the surroundings and you know i kind of actually be there but it's about um you know on on my logo on my logo it says all things americana faces to places uh all things americana and i started doing this podcast because you know i'm getting older and there's a lot of things that i grew up with that's going away now and the younger you know the younger folks don't really know about it hadn't heard about it and um so i'm so i started i started for that reason and another reason i started was because I was just out on my bike riding through the countryside and I was running across all these cool, uh, places and these, these interesting people. And I'm like, man, it would be nice to do a podcast about that, you know, and talk to these people and get their stories. Cause everybody has a story and just because they're not popular, don't mean they don't have a good story, you know, or they're not well known. Should I say, mm-hmm. 
So it kind of started started with that. So it's I guess it falls in the Americana, not really travel category. Um, probably more human interest, I guess you would say, category. Yeah, because you you know you've done a a bunch of episodes with it, and you know I just brought it up on the phone because I was trying to remember a name of one, of one of the one of the guests, but. You know, the last episode you had was the the bar MB mobile welding and fabrication. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, like you said, you're at the shop, right? And you know, you hear everything that's going on. Is that the one that he had? It was, I I, I think it was on his might have been on his property, and had the chickens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the chickens were running one. around and clucking and. The yeah. roosters were crowing, and <laughs> man, they can. There was one. There was one. There was a big rooster come walking right in the shop there, man. And I couldn't hardly talk because I was distracted. You know, I was like, "Is this rooster gonna? This rooster gonna jump on me?" Because I, when I was a kid, I mean, like four years old, I got flogged by a big old rooster at my, oh. at my grandparents' house, scared me to death, and left me traumatized, man. So this big rooster comes walking in there. And, you know, we were sitting there in his shop, and I'm like, man, he's there's a big rooster right there, <laughs> you know, these chickens around, but he's got yeah. a lot of, them. you know, they get the eggs and everything. So, but yeah, so th- yeah, that was Brandon. He had a good story. He was, a, uh, you know, in the military, uh, wanted to be a welder in the military. Didn't, you know, you're at the needs of the army. So they, they assigned him to, uh, uh, I forget what they called it, but it's where he, you know, works on all the firearms and everything. Mm-hmm. And, but anyway, so he got out and did started welding and did mo- you know pipeline work and you know he'd been all over the country. So he was telling some stories about about his experiences going all over the country with it and what's going on now. And he's unique because he, yeah, he has a shop, but his thing is going out to people on farms and fixing their tractors or just whatever they have, you know, just, uh, whatever they need welded. But yeah, it's, it's stuff like that. You know, he has a good story and like, uh, the one before that, I think was, uh, Clara Hines, man, she's a hundred yes. years old, dude. She's a hundred years old and she lives out on, uh, this road is it's called squirrel flat. She lives up on top of this, this mountain and, uh, she has a, look out the back of her house and just looks down over a valley. But she was interested, man, because she was driving up until she was 99 years old. You believe that? And the real only reason, only reason she quits because she fell and broke her arm and they can't, they can't really fix it. So it's just still broken and she's living with it. But, but, uh, yeah, she was driving until she was 99 years old. And, but she has some interesting stories talking about Roosevelt president and how, the great depression, they almost starved to death, you know, during the great depression and how Roosevelt created jobs. It, uh, because there was no jobs up here at that time. And so he created jobs. It would go move from family to family. It would go to one family and last for two weeks. And then it would move to the next family. And so everybody at least had some money. Yeah. It wasn't much, but they had some. And, you know, she just told just how they coffee was a premium, you know, they would get, they would get coffee and, and her mom would, they would, everybody get, they'd give their coffee to their mom, you know, 
because her mom really liked coffee and I don't know. It's interesting hearing old people, you know, yeah. older people talk like that, tell stories of a, of a life that most of us uh, have never experienced and just realize how good we have it, you know, in today's world. 100%, 100%. And yeah, that they're all great episodes. And I know you, you traveled down to, you know, the Jack Daniels distillery on an episode. Mm-hmm. I went down there. Um, that, was, that was very interesting. Got a, yeah. got a private tour, man. That was so cool. Yeah. They took me around. Yeah. And told, uh, the guy took me around and, uh, you know, whenever you don't have distractions of a group and they take your time, their time with you, it was great, man. Uh, learning about all that, learned a lot about it while I was yeah. there. And then there was one, one of my favorite ones <laughs> talking about chickens was, a. Uh, Let's see what was the title of that one is Rita Hines, the twelve mile mile an hour queen. I think it was named. Yes, yeah. Well, she is uh, she's like sixty seven years old, and she does tractor pulls. That's in West Tennessee. I drove all the way to West Tennessee, and she does tractor pulls. And I'm not a big tractor pull guy, but since then I've kind of <laughs> I've kind of kind of started paying attention to it. But anyways, yeah, so her and her husband does tractor pulls, but she gets out there with, the, she has a big blue Ford tractor and, and she does tractor pulls at her, her age, you know, doing wheelies down through there. And <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Cause those, those tractors, uh, they're like dragsters on yeah. a tractor frame. It's crazy. But yeah, at her age and female she you know there's very few females that do that but she gets right in there with them and she wins a lot of times so it was interesting because i was at her place um in west tennessee it's all agriculture uh land there and there was corn on all four sides of her house man just as far as you could see it was just corn and we were right there in the middle of it <laughs> and, uh, and of course they have a big barn over to the side but she has chickens around there and they was coming up. She was feeding them, feeding them marshmallows, man. <laughs> it was crazy. But yeah, so that was, but you could hear them in the background. It was just, I just have a lot of fun with that, with that, uh, with that podcast. A yeah. Lot of, a lot of human interest stories. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. <clears throat> and, um, and like I was telling you the other night when we were talking, you know, you, you were talking about possibly, uh, you know, thinking about coming up this way mm-hmm. over the summer. And I had told you, I go, oh, I have a place for that would be perfect for the faces to places. And that's probably about 45 minutes north of me in uh, in Meredith, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. uh, a place called Hart's Chicken, um, Hart's Turkey Farm, where every, every day is Thanksgiving. <laughs> and, so it sounds like my kind of place for sure. Oh, oh, yeah. The entire menu is turkey. Every way you can imagine from the traditional turkey dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, to, you know, turkey nuggets for the kids, turkey parmesan, turkey chili, soups, and it's absolutely incredible. Family-owned business, one family since, I want to say, probably right around the mid-50s, they opened up and still going strong. 
Um, you know, the decor is great, very interesting. They have on the walls all like chinaware, mm-hmm. but it, they're all um, turkey designed. You know, so like like the the painted dish serving plates, the dishes, the you know a a, a bread plate, but all that painted porcelain china, all turkey themed. Mm. Although it, it's incredible, but that would be a that would be a perfect uh, place to stop to do an episode there. Yeah, it'd be great, man, if we could. Uh work something out where, you know, I can meet with somebody and, you know, you know, like I said, I, you know, I'd, I'd go to them set up. I've got a, where I can easily put everything fits in a backpack and mm-hmm. I'd love to, I'd go back in their kitchen or wherever. It doesn't matter and do it on their, you know, to their convenience. And I'd oh, love yeah. that. Yeah. And then there is another one I've been keeping from you. But Uh-oh. I'm going to use it as a segue into our next segment here. Mm-hmm. Up in North Conway, New Hampshire, which is very famous for the skiing. Um, it's right next to Jefferson, New Hampshire, which if you ever see, there is the the, wo- the covered wooden bridge in Jefferson. Okay. That is an iconic uh, bridge, iconic photo, uh, especially during the uh, the winter and fall months. With mm. the snow and the uh, co- colored leaves and everything. But in North Conway, there is a store called the Christmas Loft. Okay. Amazing. Is it really? <laughs> Amazing. Sounds uh, like me. There's, there's videos on YouTube from it um, that you can check it out. It, you know, multiple rooms. Uh, the building's huge. In multiple rooms, each one is like a different, uh, you know, different design, different genre. Um, like some are more the classic, you know, glass ornaments, while some are the, you know, the crystal-like. And but there's many different rooms. There's one room that is just Christmas villages. Man, um, you know, they'll have everything from a New Hampshire, you know, Christmas style Christmas village to, you know, the Dickens style. Right. Um, heck, they they even have a nightmare before Christmas. Christmas village. Do they really? OK, oh, they have they, they have everything. But mm-hmm. then in the middle of the store. They actually built a small like dickens era town really with all animatronics and absolutely incredible so how big is this place man i i never looked to see the square footage Mm -hmm. but it's the building is massive Mm -hmm. the building is massive It, it had to be at one point like an old warehouse or okay. it was specifically built for this store. Now, is it uh, is it open year round? Yep, year round. All right. You know, so that that could be another stop. Okay. To check out. But yeah, like I said, on that one, there uh, there's a bunch of videos on YouTube 
you know, just search Christmas Loft, New Hampshire, and they'll all pop up. But yeah, they oh, they got some cool stuff. Do they? They okay. got they got a lot of cool stuff, a lot of antique type stuff, mm-hmm. um, like Christmas books and things like that through the ages. Mm-hmm. You know, so from like like newer publications, obviously. But, you know, Christmas stories from the, you know, the 1800s, from those authors, things things like that. Okay. Right. And everything from anything you need to do uh, for Christmas, they have. Okay. Just right. to narrow it down. Well, that sounds but like that, something we should do that as well. We get a chance. Oh, absolutely, brother. And I, and I know a great place up there we can stop for a burger. Do you? Okay. That's, all, that's the most important part. That's yeah. it. Where we're going to um, eat, man. Yeah. <laughs> but leads me to your second podcast, mm-hmm. the North Pole News Dispatch. Yes. Yes. That's my. What made you start that, and especially being in the uh, in the Christmas genre? Well, you know, dude, I'm a huge christmas christmas fan or nut or whatever you want to say i i listen to christmas music year round but i don't i listen to uh like jazz trios in the off season you Mm -hmm. know it's not the christmas season i'm just a huge christmas fan and um you know i was (laughs) i got into that because i was out it was like on september no uh july or august i was out washing my, my my motorcycle out in the driveway and it was really hot. And I was like, you know, I just feel really Christmassy today for some reason. <laughs> so uh, I said, let me see if there's any Christmas podcast. So I found one and just happened to stumble across one called Christmas Clatter. And it's by our friend, you know, uh, Todd Killian. Yep. And Todd's another great guy. Him and Steve Ray, man, two of the best guys in the world. But um, yeah, so... I started listening to it and really liked his style and it was just easy to listen to. And it felt really homey and warm and started listening to that. And I was like, you know, I'd, I'd like to get to know Todd and, and, uh, and talk to him maybe about doing a pot, you know, uh, what he thought about me doing a Christmas podcast. So I contacted him and he said, yeah, that'd be a good idea. And, but we had to come up with a, with an idea because so many people was already doing Christmas podcasts. Yeah. You know, they had all the, had everything covered, you know, the Christmas music, the movies, the traditions. And then one day I was watching the world news and I said, you know, nobody's reporting on the Christmas news. And so I ran that by Todd. He said, yeah, that'd be a good idea. I think so. Um, you know, to get in the, in the Christmas podcast world, it's, it's really, it's a fun community to be around. Yeah. Everybody's happy and uh, positive. So, um, you know, so that's the topic I decided on was uh, the Christmas news. And uh, then I got to thinking about it because, you know, I'm a creative guy, man. I used to paint and draw a lot and I kind of got burned out on that. But, um, you know, like if I'm just reporting Christmas news, just reading articles, I'm going to get really bored with that. That's not going to be fun. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
on the the North Pole News Dispatch is the, is the name of the podcast. And uh, the first, I divide I divide the podcast into two different segments. Like the first segment is uh, the Village News, and it's all fictional. The first part, yeah. of it. I, get, I get to use my imagination, my creation. Yeah, there and the first part of it, you know, I have characters that live in the magical North Pole Village, and one of them comes up to see me every week. F Jacob, he's always telling me Christmas jokes. So I I tell his his jokes over there. And, uh, you know, there's stores there that I've created in, in the North Pole Village. Elf and, Andy's Fix-It Shop. And Elf Andy, he's a sponsor of the Village News, Elf Andy's Fix-It Shop. And then I got a Elf Arthur. Uh, his family owns the Crafty Cobbler. They're a, they're a shoe store there. Mm-hmm. And so, in uh, you know, uh, so I get to use my imagination on that part. Yeah. And then the second half of the show is the Christmas and festive holiday news portion of the show. And that's actual news articles that I find. And, and, uh, I read those over the airs, you know, it's just stuff like, um, you know, and it's all mostly small town stuff that never makes the headlines, you know, cause I think that I, I, I want to keep a homey feel a warm and yeah. a warm, slow paced, you know, cause I'm, I'm pretty slow paced. And so the show is, you know, is comfortable for me to do, but, uh, it's usually like parades or tree lightings in small towns or they have fundraisers going on, uh, that, you know, you know, that kind of stuff. But occasionally I talk about, you know, big city, New York, Christmas and Chicago mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, I laughed Oh, I don't know if it was the this latest episode. It was definitely within the past two episodes. Um, and I know. Sorry, Ken. I That's just right. happened to look to my left and I looked outside and guess what? What's it's it? snowing. Is it really? It is snowing. <laughs> Holy right. cow. Yeah. And they're the big flakes too. No way. Wow. It was only supposed to rain throughout the day, so that just got interesting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, this is re- this is recorded. So normally, if we'd live, and even when this uh, premieres tomorrow night, mm-hmm. this particular gentleman will be in the um, in the chat. And I use the term "gentleman" very loosely. Mm-hmm. Is my good friend Kent Vanderweer, Daddy Dutch. Hi, Kent, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you had some news in the last episode or two from his hometown of Lamar's, Iowa. Really? <laughs> yeah, okay. it was. Um, it, it was. Uh, I think it was like a holiday parade or or something going on. So I just giggled that Lamar's. I know where that is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because I've had I've had a couple people email me say, "Yeah, that's in my hometown." And you know, thanks for talking about it. You know, and yeah. I, I, give, I give people the opportunity. I say on their, you know, if somebody in their hometown has a, or the, even their surrounding area, if there's an event or something going on that they want to, they want me to talk about on the air, man, just email me, you know, email me, send me a message, Facebook, Instagram, and I'll talk about it. You know, I'll look it up, talk about it. So, Yeah, it's. It's it's interesting, and like I said, I absolutely love it because um, it was very similar with me 
on as far as you know the Christmas podcasts go. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you know, I'm a mailman, so I'm out on the street all day long, especially during the holiday seasons. Mm-hmm. But um, and that's all I do is listen to podcasts. And I had had the same thought. Let me let me see if there's any Christmas ones. And you know, searched it up and and that was the that was the first one also that I listened to was Todd's Christmas Clatter. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's great, and he's a great guy and fellow letter carrier. So he That's right. we feel each other's pain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you know, with yours, like you said, you have well, actually, you know, anybody's podcast, you know, they got full reign, but I just love how you mix, like you said, the 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 regular news of everyday reality mm-hmm. and that fictional fun aspect of it. Right. How long? How much time does it take to do an episode? Like, obviously, right now, you know, we're gonna run, you know, an hour, hour and fifteen. You know, or you know, forty-five minutes. You know, all depend on how the conversation went. You know, we just, you know, we we go along. You know, with with some notes, but you're really, um, you know, kind of scripted on, you know, the the fictional aspects of it. Yeah. You know, how long does it take to come up with, you know, almost. I hate to use script because it's not a script. Right. It's what, what you do is extremely artistic. Yeah. You well, know, how long does it take to put an episode together? Well, man, I'll just, um, I don't know. It'll take a couple hours, something like that to put it together. Uh, but that's not counting, uh, like the, you know, I have to find the news and actually read it. And I have to, I started out, uh, reading the news and uh, a lot of those people that write the articles aren't necessarily, uh, I, I guess it's hard to read, you know, they, they're not really smooth in the writing. So I have to reword a lot of the articles. So I spend, mm-hmm. I spend quite a bit of time doing that, but the creative part of it comes pretty easily for me. Really. A lot of times I really, uh, I mean, I'm not doing it on the fly. I'll think about it uh, when I sit down to record. It's, it's like, okay, so what? You know, what is what is F. Jacob doing this week, or what is F. Christie going to be doing? Or, uh, and this is something else, man. So this is where the time comes in. Is like, uh, if you listen to this podcast, uh, if you listen to the podcast, you're going to know me as a person because I put so much of myself into it. Mm-hmm. For instance, I love to bake, love to bake cookies and pies and cakes. So I created, uh, F Holly at the Jolly Bakery and she specializes in cakes, pies, and pastries. So whenever you hear her talking or whenever I taste test, uh, something from F Holly that she brings me from the, from the, uh, bakery, it's actually something that I've made. And a lot of times it's to be the first time I've made it. And I actually be tasting it live on the air there, mm-hmm. giving you my opinion on it. So, you know, that, you know, that's, that's me. I love to bake and, and 
cook and stuff. So, uh, another thing is, um, so I spent, I spend time doing that. I had to make, make the cookies or the cakes or whatever, find the recipes, something I want to try. And then, so I spend time doing that, but also another portion uh, or another section on there is uh, today's Christmas spin, which is a uh, vinyl records. I'm a, mm-hmm. I have a vinyl record collection, uh, not just Christmas, but I have a, you know, pretty good, pretty good, uh, Christmas collection as well is, is just everyday music. Uh, but so I listen to vinyls, man. And, uh, and I'll give my review on an album on there called today's Christmas spin. So if you listen to the show, you kind of learning who I am as a person as well. Mm-hmm. And the, and the podcast man is like, you know, in today's world, there's enough meanness and stress and anxiety out there, no matter where you go or what you do. And this podcast is a reflection to me. Uh, you know, the podcast is not really, it's not, it's not fast. It don't move fast. I'm from the South. I talk slow, you know, in the South, we generally move a little bit slower. Um, unless bears after us, we move fast even if we need to, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the podcast is just a warm, safe place to go to. Yeah. You know, it's going not going to be overly exciting. It's going to be something you can listen to and de-stress. And I've had several people tell me, I fall, I fall asleep listening to your podcast. I hope that doesn't make you mad. But I said, no, that's, that's a compliment for me. Mm-hmm. Because if you fall asleep, if you can fall asleep listening to my podcast, then I've done my job. Because okay. I want it to be relaxing and laid back and you know, just a reflection of who I am and, you know, the way I was raised and everything. So, so yeah. when you listen to it, that that's what you're going to get. Yeah. And, um, well, I don't know if I answered the question, man, I get to, oh, get you, to you, you did, you did, <laughs> you know, like I said, there's a lot of work that goes into your, your podcast, mm-hmm. which, you know, my hat's off to you because, you know, like you said, it's, it's, it's a few hours of straight work. Mm. And within it too, you know, you have little sound clips that are fun. You know, you have the, you know, the, the old time, you know, news, the dee, 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 you <laughs> yeah. know, like there's yeah. stuff coming into airways. Then yeah. you got the, the sounds of, you know, the slate, the sleigh bells and you, you know, ho, ho, ho. And you, yeah. you joke that Santa's, you know, working out the deer and he's buzzing the tower at yeah. the radio station. and just all types of so much fun stuff. Yeah. Well, I, well, I appreciate it. I love, I love it. Whenever I talk to people that they get what that gets, what I'm trying to do. And it's like people either love it, you know, and they message me and tell me, or I don't hear anything from them, you know, mm-hmm. cause it's probably not their style. Cause you know, different strokes, different folks. And, and I always preach that you, that you like what you like. Yeah. And a lot of people, they love it or they just, uh, it's just not not their t- cup of tea. Yeah, but, but yeah, that's. It, but I I really enjoy it, man. And it does. I said a couple hours. Sometimes it takes longer. It just depends on what I got going on, and uh, you know, put it together. And you know how it is when you do a podcast. There's editing that goes into it, and uh, you know. No, yeah, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you know people don't know or, um that go with it 
But, you know, you also had started a Facebook page for the North Pole News Dispatch. Yeah. Which is great because you can catch, you know, the news. And, you know, you post the, you know, the different articles and stories from the -hmm. news section. But as far, you know, the, you also post the recipes too. Right. which Which is great. So the different cookies and cakes and. Um, you know, this past one, you had a, a creamy blueberry pie. Yeah. That, that was sounded amazing. interesting. <laughs> it's amazing. And I still haven't posted the recipe yet. I, and that's something else I do at the taste test. I'll, I'll usually read the recipes on the air mm-hmm. and, uh, but I end up posting them on, the, on social media too. And I hadn't, hadn't got that one posted yet. I need to get it posted, but that's a really good pie, man. If, uh, if you if you gonna make a good blueberry pie and impress somebody, make that one. That I yeah. think I think that one will hold up anywhere. Yeah. And on the Facebook page, you also have, you know, the spin of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll show which album you're doing and listening yeah. to. Um, on as far as the records go, I know you talked about it um on yours, and I I think you also talked made might have talked about it when you were on with Todd, but um, you have a special collection of, I guess they were only available at a tire shop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the Bridgestone, uh, the yeah. Bridgestone, the old Bridgestone collection uh, vinyls. Yeah, they were from back in the '60s, man. They were uh, you, you could only get them at tire shops. But I remember I got one of. I remember my dad got one at a gas station once. I guess because they sold tires there as well. But yeah, they were. Uh, Bridgestone got into putting out Christmas albums, and there's seven. They put out seven different volumes, and I, I happen to get all seven volumes. But they're just they're just classic, man. Classic old. American American Christmas music, <laughs> so it's just. But they're very. The album covers are very colorful and yeah, it's just traditional Christmas music. Now, is it as far as like the artists go? Is it kind of? I hate to put out anybody, but you know, were they there? Some of them you know, like, like known artists, like, like a Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. Now they, now those guys never got on the Bridgestone. They were the, uh, the most popular one was, oh, was Julie Andrews. Okay. Back in the day. Cause they got her on there. And at the time she just come out with not gone with when, what was it? Uh, Oh Lord the sound of music. She yeah. just came out with that movie back then. And she was huge. She was huge. And they were able to land her to get her to record on that Christmas album. She did, uh, she did one whole volume, the whole volume. Oh, okay. But, you know, but these, these albums, man, they're, uh, they have big orchestras in there and it's, it's not, a it's not like Christmas tunes like Rudolph or any of those kinds of things. It's it's just uh, big orchestra music and you know just big productions, and but Julie Andrews is probably the most popular that 
household name, I suppose. Okay. As far as that goes. But yeah, back, back then, man, they had, um, uh, different companies would have to do these promotional Christmas albums. And I've got one I had three volumes and I just got all three volumes and I need to, I need to do a spin on those, but from Kentucky fried chicken. <laughs> they, really? Yeah, man. They actually put out, uh, I think it was like 71, 72 and 73 and they're pretty rare. And I was able to run down all three, all three volumes. Now those have more, uh, I forget who's on there, but, but they have more household names like, uh, Frank Sinatra and those kinds of people okay. on there, but I need to do a spin on those, but I, I, I just happened to stumble across that. I'm like, you're kidding me. So then I got to with the wonderful eBay and all that stuff. I was able to run them down, you know? Oh, that's, that's wild. I'd never heard about this. Cause I was, like I said, I was fascinated with the tire store ones, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to pick them all up, you know, or, or going to, um, you know, local thrift stores and antique stores yeah. to, to and run, to see what that, what those have. Cause you can find some real gems in, in those old places that have the records. You sure came. And that's, that's, that's the way I got, uh, I got the final ones for the, uh, Bridgestone collection. I was with Todd, uh, you know, Todd, not, you know, Todd Key and, and I, we, over the years we, we become friends. We met through podcasting in the Christmas community, but we, we've become really good friends. And I went out to visit him and, and, uh, me and him and his wife, Holly, we'd gone to Cape Girardeau, which is a little town right outside of where he lives. And there was an antique store there. We went in there looking around, but they had this great Christmas section there and Christmas albums and got to digging through there and found, found several of those. It was in there, so they completed my collection. <laughs> oh, that's so it was awesome. great, and they were dirt cheap too. So that's a good thing about uh, if you collect Christmas albums like vintage, uh, they're usually really cheap, and they're in good shape because they only get paid. They only get played a couple couple times a year usually. You know, so, yeah. Good so they point can be on that. so they can be old and still be in really good shape. Oh, that's a great point right there. Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. Um, but like I said, that was the you know, the the vinyl records mm-hmm. collection that I wanted to touch base on. But. Yeah, and and I had something that was pretty neat happen to me uh just about a month ago. I had a guy from LA contact me. He has a uh is a forty five RPM vinyl that he came out with and it's called uh, Ugly Sweater Time. And it's by a group called the Sweaterettes. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy uh, has been throwing, I think, 16 years now. It's the longest running and largest ugly sweater party in L.A. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, which is kind of odd. But but he uh, he sent me a – he actually sent me a – a copy, a physical copy, wanted me to do a review on it on the North Pole News Dispatch. Oh, that's right. You talked about it the last yeah. episode because I did the search on, um, I think it was Spotify. And I, I screenshotted it so I didn't remember the name. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but, ugly but, sweater time. 
ugly sweater time. That's what it is. Yeah. And so, you know, he wanted to give her my review on it. And I'm thought, you know, I thought, well, that's, that's so cool. Cause it's just a, it's just a hobby for me. Something to do, you know, and so I guess he thought well enough to, you know, it's promotion too. I realized that, but, but it was cool that he sent me a physical copy. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. I never expected that, but if anybody else out there wants me to, they got a record they want me to listen to and review, I'll send it, send it to me. I'll be happy to do that. (laughs) (laughs) It it was fun, man. Awesome. Awesome, brother. Um, Now, now, if I'm not mistaken, you actually do the North Pole News Dispatch all year long. Yeah, I do. I just do... um, I do it once a month, but during the, during the months of October, November, December, try to do two, two episodes mm-hmm. because there's only so much Christmas news to go around. Yeah. You know, and it gets thin during the, the off season until, uh, you know, we celebrate Christmas in July and once, once that happens, then there's plenty of news, but the, from January through july it gets kind of thin you know it's different different types of christmas news it's news like um uh you know what people do creative things with their christmas trees you know with their live christmas or real christmas trees afterwards you know like they they make fish attractors with them they actually up there around your area somewhere on the beach man up there they've uh uh to help beach erosion They'll take yeah. Christmas trees up there and, you know, tie them together and bury them and to help with beachy rows and, you know, just stuff yeah. like that, you know, building the dunes and stuff. Out yeah, of them. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, the, the news kind of changes during the off season, you report some on uh, Christmas tree farms, what they're doing in the off season, but, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. And and if, so, um... But I just do that once a month, but it keeps me busy the time I do that. And then, uh, you know, and I'm doing faces to places and, uh, Todd and I has got another one. Uh, we started just doing the audio version of it. Okay. And we're going to kick it up again at the end of February, but we're going to be doing a YouTube. It'd be a live, it'd be a live YouTube thing. Kind of like his, his show Christmas clatter is. Yeah. But it's called on the porch and it's just me and Todd sitting there just shooting a breeze, man. And talking about, anything and everything it's no no script no plans no anything oh and, interesting uh, yep yeah because when, when we talk we get to talking man and our, both our minds <laughs> we, there's no telling what we'll talk about we'll talk about we'll start out talking about one thing and then five minutes later it's like a whole different topic so so we just uh, said let's make a podcast out of that so we started that and then like, well, let's rethink this. And so now we're going to do a YouTube live starting in February. Oh, nice. Now, obviously I missed that one, but is, is that one available on the audio? Yeah. Well, a couple episodes you have done. Yeah. Caught on the porch. I don't know how many episodes we went ahead and recorded some more, but once we decided to change different directions, we just didn't uh, go in a different direction with it. It didn't post the rest of them. Can you find it on there? I mean, there's several on titled on the porch. Yeah. Um, so we may have to rethink that too. I don't know. 
I'm trying to see. Oh, we just roll with it. Was can, can you describe the? It's got like a sun. The like sun. sun. Okay, mm-hmm. there it is, right there. Is a podcast where two friends sit down and have casual conversation about anything and everything under the sun from discussing. Hold on, hit more. Discussing their favorite TV shows and sharing their latest travel experiences, Ken and Todd share their thoughts and opinions on a wide range of topics in a relaxed and informal setting. The porch setting provides the perfect backdrop for their conversations, adding to the cozy and laid-back vibe of the podcast. Oh, that's awesome, brother! Yeah, yeah, and it's just you know, and we're gonna so we're gonna do it live. So hopefully, we'll have some people in the chat that can, you know, we'll. We'll talk about things and, uh, you know, in this world today, man, like I said, like about my North pole news dispatch, you know, a lot of people just need a place to a safe place to go and just de-stress. Yeah. You know, just de-stress or like you say, while you're working, need something that's pretty calm and friendly that, and warm that they can listen to. And that that's pretty, that's what, this, that's what that'll be. Oh, that's awesome. You know, because we're both just laid back and, um, you know, pretty calm for the most part. Nice. Yeah, it says uh, 11 episodes. Is that what it was, 11? We had yeah. we had some more, but then we're like, well, let's, before we put those out, let's rethink this. So, so Todd come up with the idea of uh, doing a YouTube live. So that, that's what we're going to do. So that's our plans anyways. Cool, cool, man! I apologize that I didn't know about it. Well, I know we, about the rest of them, but well, we we didn't, uh, you know, we didn't really tell anybody about that. We're like, I mean, let's just put it out there and see if we get a following, and yeah, you know, just naturally get a following, and we did. We just, people started following it, and, uh, but you know, we didn't tell anybody because really, you know, we didn't uh, put it out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But well, at least I got something. To, uh, well, I know what I'm going to be listening to once we get <laughs> done with this, and I get this posted and right. timed out for tomorrow night when I go outside and finish the uh, the Christmas decorations. All right. Is it still snowing there? <clears throat> it is. Is it? Let me see. Uh, no accumulation. It doesn't look like. Okay. All right. Yeah, that that when I ever I lurked over, I went, holy cow. <laughs> Had the, the old squirrel moment there for a second. <laughs> I wonder what was going on. Yeah, yeah, because I'm just uh, wait a minute, just stop talking. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that's good. But Ken, man, thank you so much. This was an absolute blast, my man. Well, J- Johnny, thank you for having me on, man. I I really enjoyed it. And I'm, you know, anytime you ever you ever want to talk again, just let me know. I'll be happy to come back and just hang out, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, where can everybody find you? Social media, obviously on the podcast, are Faces to Places and the North Pole News Dispatch. And those are available wherever podcasts are found. Right. Exactly. Yep. Just anywhere you listen to podcasts, they're available and uh, if you have a place for faces to places, you can email me at faces to places at gmail.com. If, uh, you know, of a place that, that you'd like for me to come and, 
and uh, do an interview with somebody or talk to somebody. And the same thing with the North Pole News Dispatch. If you have a have a something going on in your area that you would like me to, for me to talk about live on the air, you can uh, message me on Facebook or Instagram. It faces to places. I mean, excuse me, at uh, the North Pole News Dispatch or email at the North Pole News Dispatch at gmail.com. And I'll get back with you. Beautiful, brother. Well, Amen. like I said, cheers. Thank you for the coffee. In You're the very Appreciate it. You're very uh, welcome. Merry Christmas. I know we'll we'll talk before Christmas. We got hmm. we got three weeks before the big day. But uh well, like I said, man, thank you so much for taking the time. This has been so much fun. Keep up what you're doing. I absolutely love it. I hope um, more people will tune in to check it out and uh, and really enjoy what you're doing. Like you, like you said, there's so much um, negativity and lack of good news out there on the news. Mm-hmm. So if the North Pole News Dispatch brings a little, you know, some happiness, a smile, and some relaxation. Well, that's what it was meant to do, and you're doing uh, you're doing a fantastic job with it, brother. Well, thank you, Johnny, and uh, and also, man, the the coffee there that you that you were just talking about the uh, there's a reason that I like coffee and chicory other than the taste. But if you go back oh. and, listen, and and if you listen to last February's episode, the 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 Valentine ep- episode. Mm-hmm. You can find out why I like coffee and chicory. All right. There's I, there's I, another I reason besides the taste. So. I forgot that. I forgot that part. So this is the beautiful thing about me just being you know live, and I can stop whenever the hell I want. So if I'm a dope and I forgot one of my notes, you have a vinyl collection. <laughs> yeah. But you also have a coffee pot slash coffee percolator depending on the years collection and it's quite the collection too yeah yeah i have 52 percolators (laughs) and most most of them are electric you know i know that's kind of a weird thing to collect but my mom started that and she i guess she just got tired of collecting them and asked me if i'd take them take them and i said sure i'll take them just to get them off her hands and yeah, there's 52 of them. Most of them are from the 60s and 70s. And uh, there's glass ones, there's metal ones, but mo- most of them are glass. And, uh, you know, and I had those things, man. And I was, uh, I was looking at them one day because they're, they're cool, you know, mid century modern mm-hmm. you know, style and everything in there. I said, let me see what this is about. And I looked up, I didn't even know how to make a uh, coffee with a percolator. So I YouTubed it. And man, it made a great cup of coffee. Great. And see what happened. Do we have time to talk about this? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right. See what happened was whenever Mr. Coffee uh, came mm-hmm. out, those automatic drip. Oh, that was the rage, man. And that just that just blew, you know, percolators right off the face of the earth, pretty much. You know. So it went, you know, that turned all the way into the Keurigs that we that we use nowadays. And people forgot about percolators and how good they were because it's a little bit more trouble. It's kind of like a, like a, uh, you know, regular wood, you know, grill versus, uh, 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 a, a pellet grill, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little bit more trouble, but 
whenever you get a, a coffee from a percolator, it's basically a pour over like you would get from a coffee shop because the yeah. water, water perks up and then it runs back down over the coals. I mean, the, the, the coffee grounds. So it's a really pure tasting cup of coffee, especially if you, if you make it in a percolator, like a glass percolator. Yeah. You know, doesn't have any of the metal flavors. But so I tried that and I was like, man, this is so good. So I just kept, that's what I use now that, you know, I have one sit down on my counter. I use every, every single day. And, uh, I, and so after that, I got, I got, I started collecting the percolators myself, you know, <laughs> cause they're, they're just really cool pieces of Americana. Yeah. You know, and there's, and you can find percolators from the sixties and seventies that are still, still going strong. Sometimes you can find them still in the box. I've got a couple that's yeah. still in the box with all the instructions and everything. Yeah. So and I, uh, I, I, I agree that there's still the, uh, a better tasting cup of coffee mm-hmm. than the machines now. And like I was telling you, I stopped with the Keurigs, you know, I liked them and I've used them for years. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's the amount of coffee we drink between me and my wife, and I kept up with the maintenance on it and the descaling de- de- of the machine, and it seemed like I, I could only get a year <clears throat> out of each machine. Mm-hmm. You know, come this time of year, I was buying a new one, mm-hmm. and every year Keurig, the wonderful people of they were. Um, kept up in the price of each machine, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? So it got yeah. to the point of, it was like, okay, do I really want to spend $200 on a coffee machine? And we went back old school and uh, I forget which one we have up there. Um, one of the Hamilton Bay, I think it is, mm-hmm. but it's the old school, just like the Mr. Coffee. It's you put yeah. the grounds in the top and, fill the basin with reservoir with water and it brews it like that. And I, and I have a cup, an old, I guess you'd call it a, um, you know, a, a camping coffee pot, but it's right. the percolator mm-hmm. style. You put it right over the coals and yeah, man, what a cup of coffee that brews. Yeah. Now I have a few of those, uh, that are like stovetop mm-hmm. percolators. And the ones that I like are the old, uh, oh gosh, what are the names of them? I'm sorry. Uh, but they're white and they have the blue corn flour on there. The corningware. Corningware. Yeah. The corningware. You know, and those are made, they're, they're basically like a porcelain, mm-hmm. but that was invented from the nose cone or the bottom of, uh, you know, used to whenever the astronauts going to outer space, they would come back in with the parachute with the, uh, with the cone. You remember that they would splash down in the ocean and yep. all. Well, they had to, they, they came up with that. Uh, they, they put, they put that stuff on the bottom of that cone. So when it would come back in from outer space, <clears throat> excuse me, going from cold to hot, you know, it wouldn't burn up. Mm-hmm. So they found out that they could make, uh, they started out making those dishes those casserole dishes out of that corningware yep. stuff because you could like the thing was the selling point was like you could make up uh, the casserole the night before put it in the fridge and then take it straight out of there out of the cold and put it right in the oven and it wouldn't crack you know it mm-hmm. wouldn't break on you you know going from cold to hot 
So then they started making percolators out of them too. And man, they make a great percolator. You know, those old, and you see them around all the time. I guess most of them are from the seventies, but I've got two or three of those. And the, those are my favorite stovetop ones. Is the oh, party. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it was the, the, the coffee it's, you know, and then the, whenever you told me about the collection, I'm like, oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's kind of an oddball thing to collect, but my mom started it for some reason and she had them and now I have them and I'm still, I'm I'm still collecting, man. (laughs) Hey, nothing wrong with it, brother. What's really cool. Like our Christmas party we, we got coming up here at the house. I've got some larger ones, you know, like 30 cup percolators mm-hmm. that are vintage. I've got one. that kind of looks like a, it's from the sixties. It's kind of looks, it's a, or the atomic era. It kind of looks like a spaceship sort of, it has three wooden legs on it. It's a big Chrome. Uh, oh, wow. chrome. It has like three wooden legs for stands, but they have to stand up, but it looks kind of like a spaceship sort of. But I'll oh, break wow. that, I'll break that one out for the holidays. It's pretty cool to use that, you know. So cool. There's all different kinds. Oh, that's great. That's great. But, but yeah. All right. So we, I think we covered it officially at all. <laughs> all <right. laughs> yeah, I forgot about the coffee right. pots. Darn it. Yeah. But but yeah, Ken. Like I said, thank you so much, my friend. Merry Christmas to you and the family. Um. And guys, like I said, check out uh, Faces to Places and the North Pole News Dispatch on both of them. Oh, and on now, go back and check out the uh, On the Porch with uh, with last week's guest, Todd, Killian, and, yeah. and Ken. And uh, it, it, great podcasts. A lot of work goes into them and, you know, the creative and, you know, Check it out. Take some time. Relax. Enjoy. And, uh, but yeah, man, thank you so much. I appreciate it, Ken. All right, Johnny. Thanks for having me on, man. And Merry Christmas to you and all your family. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, well, that's it for this week, folks. Thank you all for tuning in. Appreciate it. Like I said, check out Ken's podcast, Faces the Places, North Pole News Dispatch, On the Porch. And, uh, you know, UncleSteveShake.com, all your shake needs. And the gift packs are available. Uh, piece together your own. And, um, and yeah, that's it. for. T- but until next week, keep the smoke rolling.